We are heading to the championship rounds. Going into the championship round. This is it now, championship rounds. Honestly, just want to say like big thanks for for doing this. I know you don't have to, you don't have to do it. Like these days, you you're on the MMA hour and MMA junkie and things like that. So um, you know it's good to see you on all those platforms. But like, I just really appreciate you taking the time. Ah, it's no problem. You know, it's uh, everybody's got to start off somewhere. You know. Yeah, man. So you've um, you're on all these platforms now, MMA junkie. Ariel Hawani, things like that. How are you dealing with like all of this like new exposure you're getting? Are you getting used to it, or is it, or is it still a bit surreal sometimes? Uh, um, I always thought I, I was getting used to it. You know what I mean? Like I always remember back in the days of Cage Warriors, and thinking, oh wow, you know, I've got a lot of hype at the minute. But if I'm completely honest, since I'm in the UFC, it's like it's that times ten. You know what I mean? It's unreal, and um, you know, obviously, I, I, I've you know, I, I've gone through a lot of uh, hard work in my life, and I, yeah, I do feel like I deserve this, uh, the recognition now, and it's uh, it's nice to finally get it. You certainly, are. I mean, fifth, like you're fifteen and zero now. Like, I, I never, I always thought this should have come along a lot sooner for you. I don't know why it's uh, why it's taken them so long to wake up and realise, but I'm, uh, I'm glad they finally they're starting to listen. Yeah, it's 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 it's. it's I don't know, I wouldn't have changed it for the world, you know. I, I will be honest, I looked back when I was like 6, 7 and 0 on like the Cage Warriors circuit and, I, and I was, I, I'd always wonder like what I'd have to do to get there, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm 6, 7 and 0. You know, I didn't fight, I didn't fight, you know, I fought a good opposition. I don't know, I went the best at that time before Cage Warriors. But then, you know, I got to, I got to like, I did that tournament, I got to 9 and 0. Then I fought the best guy in Cage Warriors with a 10 and 0. Then I went out to the States and tried out the different company in the States. Uh, I fought Ryan Watson, an ex-UFC veteran. I fought Anthony Gutierrez, who was 7-1 at the time and was the next guy in line with the, the belt. And I beat him. And then, and then like, obviously, a load of injuries. And like, I hit that, that the, probably the worst point in my career. I hit, I hit that little dip when I was 12-0. Uh, and 0. Uh, I'd injured my shoulder. I had shoulder surgery. I'd hadn't fought for a year. I thought, well... It felt like it was coming to the end of the story, and then one phone call changes your life, and you know you're you're back you're back on it, you know. Yeah, man, and ever since like all this exposure you're getting, and I like to see that you like you're still staying true to your roots. Like you got you got your book coming out in in the Welsh language. Um, you know you're flying the flag wherever you go. It's pretty safe to say you're you know a really proud Welshman. Like how important is it to you? that you get a lot, the opportunity to represent Wales on a world stage like the UFC? Because I'd say at the moment, you know, you're at the forefront of Welsh MMA. You are, you're the face of Welsh MMA. Yeah, you know, um, it, it was it was always a, a big thing for me to obviously keep my Welsh. You know, my mother was a, a single parent growing up in the game and she had a choice to make. And, uh, you know, my mother's not Welsh-speaking. She, you know, she, she, she does try her best off fairness to her. But she put me and my younger brother into Welsh school. And, uh, you know, at the time, don't get me wrong, as a youngster, you kind of think, oh, okay, yeah, I can speak Welsh, but you kind of take it for granted, you know. But, you know, now I, I, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities for me uh, with, with the Welsh TV channel, with S4C, with, uh, and, and, and like, obviously the English stuff was coming naturally anyway, the BBC and stuff. But it's an absolute privilege like, to speak Welsh, in my opinion. And I want to try and give something back, you know, just a little bit. 
So doing doing the Welsh book for me was just the starting things, you know. At the end of the day, the the Welsh language is is a language that's slowly dying out, and I want to do everything I can to kind of bring it back and and to be very strong, you know. I always I always speak to my friends, my family, and the ones that don't speak Welsh, and, and they just wish they could, you know. And um, you know, I want to be that guy that's kind of changing that, you know. I I got a lot of things. I got a lot of fingers in different pies, you know. Fighting is just one thing for me, you know. I have loads of other things that I want to do. And when I retire from fighting, I'm still going to be busy, you know. And it's just, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds. Yeah, man, I, that's what I love to see. I love to see fighters thinking about, you know, what they're going to do with their career, you know, after uh, fighting's over. And just on your book, is, is that book going to be out in English at all? Or is it strictly to try and influence people to pick up the Welsh language? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, I spoke to um, Earl Olva, who's the book company who's taking it on, and um, they, they they wanted just to do it to kind of they, they the Welsh the Welsh government have had like um have had like a basically a bit of a grant to try and better the Welsh language by 2050. I think they what they said they were aiming for half a million Welsh speakers in Wales by 2050. You know, um, so I, I the book is only in Welsh. They did say, though, depending on sales, depending on how the book went in Welsh, that they potentially bring it out in English. Like, don't get me wrong, I know full well that that book would probably sell better if it was in English. But, like, my, my main my main ambition is to help that Welsh language first, you know what I mean? Like, that will come another time, you know? And um, eventually, yes, another book coming out in the next two to three years in English, yeah, I, I definitely see that happening. And I definitely see that a bigger hit now. But like I said, you know, I love my language. I love actually everything about the language. And that's what I'm trying to better, you know. Yeah, I love that, man. Like, you know, with this book, you know, driven by, you know, the money or the sales it is strictly to, you know, to, to benefit Wales. I love that, man. And, you know, you, you're you known for carrying, like, the army of, you know, Welsh behind you whenever you fight. And it, it seems like the sport's sort of transcending in Wales at the moment. Like, can you feel... You know how fast Welsh MMA is growing, and is there an, is there an advantage to you to have all this support behind you, or does it put a you know a lot of pressure on your shoulders when you when you see all those uh, Welshmen turn up to watch you fight? Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a it's weird. It's it's, it's a crazy feeling. Um, pressure. There's always pressure. I have, I have days of pressure. You know, I have days where I'm thinking, wow, there's a there's a weight of a nation on my shoulders, and I have days where I'm like, well, you know, at the end of the day. I can only do as best as I can, you know what I mean? I can go in there and try my hardest. At the end of the day, I can go, I tell my I tell my, my teammates this, I can go in there and give 100% and still lose, but I give it 100%. And I just want people to be, you know, I guess, I guess what everybody else now is like, winning is just the main thing. Winning and getting that belt, I mean, the first Welsh mixed martial arts world champion. Yes, that's what I'm aiming for, full stop, you know, but... It's, it's a weird thing, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I, want, I would love people just to prefer, no matter how, what result I did, I want worse people to look at me and think, you know what, that boy gives it his all. And um, I, genuinely, I genuinely believe that, though. I genuinely believe that if I do that, no matter what the result is, that's why I say about people like, you know, like, like Jack Marshman. Like, you can watch, you know, Jack has, Jack's, you know, results in UFC. He's fought the best guys in the world. He's come up short once or twice, you know. But everybody loves him because he wears that like pride on his sleeve, you know. And I, and I feel, and I, and I love that. I love that about the nation, you know. And I mean, like, what what absolutely kills me is that it's a British mentality that oh, people want to see you do well, you start doing well, then people want to see you lose. And I, I hate that about that British mentality. 
that's why I love fighting in like that's why I love fighting in places like uh, Vegas and um, places like America and stuff because of win, lose or draw you're an absolute legend for getting in there and, and, and that's what I want Wales to be like I want people to be so positive about the sport win, lose or draw you're still like a warrior for walking in there and doing something about it you know and um, you know I feel like now that as a nation we're getting more knowledgeable to the sport we know different positions you know we know what's also good like, I remember watching uh, Cage Wars in Newport and just seeing how educated the crowd was in different positions like I was watching you'd look at the crowd and someone would be on the floor and they'd be tangled up and any any other person would be like what's going on there it seems like the Welsh MMA fans, like they, they, they study, they know the game and, and they watch and they know what's good and they know what's bad. And, and that's great to see because that was, when I first started, that was never there. It was just two men in a cage fighting and that's all it was. When I first started getting into MMA when I was younger, I couldn't find a single person around um, that was a, a fellow fan. But lately, like the other the other week, I was down at, um, listening to a Chris Coleman, you know, the Wales manager, doing an event and... He mentioned uh, Jack Shaw, and suddenly the the entire room, everyone was talking about uh, Jack Shaw. I, I couldn't believe how many people knew so much about mixed martial arts around you now. So, with MMA in Wales growing at the moment, do you think we're almost ready for that first ever UFC event in Wales? And what would it mean to you to you know fight on that event? Oh yeah, that, you know it's no secret. I I I, I always say the blueprint for me, right? There's one blueprint for me, and that is to follow the similar footsteps to Joe Calzaghe, a guy, a guy in his own game that dominated, who was Welsh, who was proud to be Welsh. Um, you know, he fought Bernard Hopkins in Vegas. You know, don't get me wrong, I didn't fight in the MGM or whatever he fought, but I, I fought in Vegas. It was something I wanted to do for the simple reason that Vegas was the next step for me. I wanted to tick it off my list. I got to do it. Now, the next step for me is New York. You know, I'd love to do New York. He, um, uh, Carl Zaghi beat Roy Jones Jr. in the Madison Square Garden. I watched that fight live. You know, I loved, I loved, I loved that fight. What a door performance. Coming back and getting dropped in the first round as well. I love that. just shows how well fighting him. And then my, my last one was when, when Joe, it was, like, it was a couple of fights from, before the end for Joe, but he fought Mikel Kessler in, uh, in the Millennium Stadium in, uh, in Cardiff. And, um, I've got that DVD in the house, and I can't stop watching that DVD for the simple reason the amount of support there. You know, Enzo Macanelli was was on the card. You know, I know Enzo very well, and uh, he was on the card. I think he was he was uh, either defending or fighting for a WBO title. I, it was just things like that, you know. And I want to follow similar footsteps because I look at them pops that time, and I get envious. I get so envious. So yeah, you know, the the, the idea of maybe a show coming to Cardiff. I'm not sure where they would do it. But that idea of maybe I'm one in Cardiff, it, it excites me, you know, and I want it to happen, and I want to be the guy to, to main event on it. I want to be the guy who's, who's the, you know, the, the main worst attraction on the card. Of course I do. It's a dream come true for me, you know. I always used to watch these guys on TV, these UFC athletes. Well, now I'm in the mix. I'm, I'm there with the best, you know. I'm fighting, you know, I, I'm now coming to that point where I'm, I'm slipping into the top ten in the world. I want to fight the best guys I can. And, you know, I just want to keep going step by step, and... Eventually, I will get that Cardiff shout out or, the, or whatever they do in Wales. It doesn't matter to me, you know. As long as I'm on Welsh soil, it does not matter to me where I fight. As long as they put a UFC in Wales, that would be nice to be involved and be a be the guy that kind of like, you know, obviously me, Jack, and John now are there. It would be nice to be one of them three guys to actually bring that UFC to Wales.
Yeah, man. I mean, that, I feel that that event would, you know, I don't think they realize how big that would that would be. You. I mean, you get so many people from Wales traveling up to London and Glasgow whenever they do events up there. I, it would, you know, they could sell out. I'm not sure what arena they do it in because I think the motor point's a bit small. Um, and then there's stadiums which are too big. So if they could find the right arena, then I think it could, you know, it could really be, it could be huge here. Yeah, I, I know that, like, um, I, I remember at an event before, like, it was Paige Van Sant, she was fighting on, uh, on, like, a smaller show. I think the attendance was, like, something like 3,000 people. So it depends on what card they want to put forward to the UFC. But, yeah, we, in no secret, we lack in that, like, um, we lack in the, in, the, in, the, in the stadiums and the arenas. Like, in America, they're everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, even even the Park Theatre in, in, in Monte Carlo, Vegas, that was... That was a good little venue for a fight. That was, you know, but it wasn't many people there. But it was still a good venue for the fight. Yeah, I think, like you said, I, we could. I think it could probably work in in the motor point. But then they'd have to, you know, suffer on attendance. But again, it it you know for a fight night, I think that would. I think it'd work fine. So hopefully, we see that in the next couple of years. Yeah, you know, I I, I fought I fought in that motor point twice. You know, I actually won my first ever world title in that in that place. You know, and I won it. It'd be nice to go there, but instead of putting like the yellow cage warriors gloves on, which I absolutely love doing, it'd be nice to put the UFC ones on there, you know. And um, it would be absolutely bonkers, especially with the, the the three Welsh guys we got now. And I bet it was it's soon to be four or five, you know. what I mean, there's a lot of like good talent coming into the UFC. But what I don't understand is like, you know, the SSE Hydro Arena in Scotland was an amazing venue. I walked out into that crowd; it was unreal. It was an unreal feeling. It felt like I was fighting back home. The Scottish really got behind me for that fight. But like we, we forget that there's only three to four Scottish representatives in M- in the UFC. We got three Welshmen, you know what I mean? And I, I, I see it being... Um, I don't see it... I think a, peop- a lot of people think that UFC Wales thing is miles away. I really don't, don't see it being that far away, honestly. I just see it being a bit like... It's, it's going to take a couple more people to get on the show. Someone who will fill the Welsh card up and, uh, yeah, we'll get there. We are like we are the last nation to really take the MMA scene on, you know. I look at places like Scotland, uh, Ireland, uh, England. You know, these guys are taking the sport on before us. They've got a head start, but we are picking the sport up so quickly, you know. I've been to the um, Cage Warriors in Newport, and, and the fans are absolutely crazy. So, definitely got the makings for this UFC event. But you know, you said you you're fighting the top guys in the world now. I think you know you're 15 and 0. I think you're 14th ranked bantamweight in the UFC at the moment. I mean, at the, at the moment, uh, Rob put knocked on me a few fights ago, and now he's put me to 14th. I was 13th. Yeah. But um, you know, that's still though, you know, I get in the day. I'll, I'll be, I'll be fighting soon enough. You know what I mean? So I'll be getting yeah. back in there and working on the ranking. And like I said, I, I, I don't care about being 13th, 14th, 10th. You know, at the end of the day, for me, it's to be number one. You know, and. Um, my next step is to fight whoever they put in front of me, you know. I'm open for a top ten opponent. Only for the simple reason that if I beat that guy I wanna I wanna kinda creep into that top ten mark, you know what I mean? And um it would be nice to see who, who they're gonna give me next, you know? Yeah, man. I was gonna say that I mean, for me the Bantamweight division is one of the best talent pools there are in the UFC. I mean, you know, you've got T J obviously, Cody, Cruz, but then there's names like, you know, Lineker and Dodson along the way. 
um, the stand, you know, between you and the title picture at the moment. Does that level of competition, is this something that motivates you rather than, you know, makes you um, doubt yourself at all? Is, is that something that just inspires you seeing those big names? Yeah, no, it's very inspiring, you know. That's exactly what I, I wanted, you know. Like when we, I was I was in Moldova watching the football when uh, when they announced me and Joe Soto. You know, Joe Soto was a was a title challenger. Don't get me wrong; it was a it was under different circumstances that he got that shot, but the shot of the belt. But it, it, it didn't bother me. It was still Joe Soto. He was a former Bellator world champion. He fought for the UFC title. Well, that was a big test to me. And um, looking back at the fight, I always say this: I was, you know, obviously don't get me wrong, I was I was a candidate for submission of the year, and uh, and I was happy with that. But in my head. You know, I, I didn't get, I didn't gain a lot of experience in that fight, and that seems to be my, I don't know, I, I wasn't too happy with the fight because of that reason that I didn't get much experience, you know. But um, you know, now now we're getting to the top te- top fifteen. I'm looking at everybody in that list, and and like it's weird because I look through the list, I go down the list, and I think he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, all the way down to that fifteenth mark. Yeah. So for me now, it doesn't matter. Generally, I, I have my hand on my heart. It doesn't matter who I fight next. It really doesn't. For the simple reason that I'm going to get to the top. I'm going to have to fight every single one of them anyway. So I don't. I don't care if I fight the ranked 14th guy first, or if I got to fight the ranked eighth guy in the first, or I got to fight the ranked third guy in the in, in the in my next fight. It doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I truly see myself as one of the best in that division. None of, none. Of, it sounds cliche, but none of them fighters think like me. It's weird. Like you know, I. I watch a fight that I can read a fight very well. I can read like a book, which is ironic because I can't read a book very well. You know, <laughs> it was um, it's just one of them things though for me that I, I truly believe that like these are the best fighters in the world, and athletically they they they're gifted. But like the, it's all about the brain, and I feel like I got that, you know. And um, we'll see, we'll see what they want to give us the next fight now. And uh, I'm hoping it's going to be someone in the top ten. That's what I want. You know, we'll go from there. I know you're, you know, a humble guy, and MMA is, you know, one fight at a time. But do you honestly visualize like a run for the title and and making that history? Like, I mean, I remember after the fight, you told DC, you know, you spoke to Daniel Cormier, you told him you were coming for the title. Do you do you really honestly visualize yourself lifting that title? Well, you know, it's like it's it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be in this sport right now if I didn't. You know, it was um for me, it's really it's really weird. Like, you know, I. I was a guy that lacked a lot of self-confidence as a kid. I lost a lot of things. I lost a lot of sports, whether it was rugby, whether it was football, whether it was judo, whether it was jiu-jitsu. I lost more than anybody. I probably lost more than everybody in that top 15. My experience with losing, though, I've had. And I guess you get this like added pressure when you're, when you're, um, when you're undefeated. you got to, like, oh, people are going to see you lose. And, and it's added pressure. But for me, it's never been that. It's never been that pressure. You know what I mean? The pressure for me is not getting that gold belt. That is the pressure for me. I'm a two-time. I was a two-time world champion before getting to the UFC. You know, I tell I tell people all the time. I got four belts which I fought for, which I which I give blood, sweat, and tears in. I got four belts. I hold one in my right hand. I hold one in my left hand. I hold the two on my shoulders. I got space for one more on my waist, and that's the one I'm keeping. That's the that's the UFC one I want. You know, and. Um, to be a three-time world champion in this game would be would be absolutely tremendous. And not only that, for three different promotions, that's huge. You know, to be in a world champion in one promotion. I remember fighting. I remember fighting on cage. I was thinking, it's not going to get much better than this. And then, literally a year and a half later, 
I want a title. In, I, I want a, um, an American-based uh, organization called Fighting FC, who have got some, who have got a stable of fighters, good fighters up and coming. I want a world title now. I fought a USC veteran and choked him up in the second round. You know, my next step is a USC title. It's weird, see, because like for me, it was every fight at a time. It was every fight at a time, and now we're getting to 15 and 0. You know, there's only so many times I can keep fighting at a time. You know, and um, look, I I, I want to fight for that belt. I, I, I truly meant what I said to, to DC. I, w- I wasn't one of them things where I, I, I joke about it, where I, I'm like, oh, I want to f- fight for that. Look, I, it was no post-fight adrenaline. It's truly how I feel. And I feel like I will fight for that belt. You know what I mean? I want to fight for that belt. You know, like, like for example, like I know it sounds really petty, but like, TJ fought Wild Watson, went three rounds, beat him by a decision. I nearly got choked up in the third round. I beat that guy in two rounds. Yeah? yeah. And then... TJ, TJ fought um, Joe Soto. Don't get me wrong, it was on 30 hours notice, yeah? He fought, TJ, he fought, he fought Joe Soto, who wasn't a ranked upon the UFC. He went five rounds with him. Like, why, why, why shouldn't I look at them top guys and think, yeah, I could do well against them. Why, why shouldn't I? I pull the results out of the bag, so why can't I look at the top of the division and think, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I could fight for that belt. You know, if someone offered me, a, you know, depending, obviously, I'd have to rely on weight. If someone said to me, Brett, you're fighting TJ in three weeks. I'd fight TJ in three weeks. It wouldn't bother me, you know. It's um, Don't get me wrong, I'd be a lot better in six weeks, or I'd be a lot better in six months, but I'm afraid if I, I'm afraid if I know man, you know, and, um, you know, I, I'm not afraid to lose my record, you know. I'm, I, I'm here for my family, my friends, you know, and um, I'm not going to change their life, and uh, that's, what I'm willing, that's what I'm willing to do. Awesome, man. I mean, you know, 15 and 0, I don't think... They can. Uh, I don't think you spend too much more time on the undercards. I think a record like that, you know, is deserving of some uh, some main event, co-main event slots. So, honestly, I think so as well. I do. I do think so. I think that's the next step for me. Some main events, some co-main event slots. You know, I'm. Um, I, I've done my fair share. My first two fights fighting on that undercard. You know, the the prelims, the the, the fight past prelims. I'm okay. I was okay with that. They checked me on the main card for Vegas. You know, they they try to see if I was going to sink or swim. I I swam. And now I see, like, you know, co-main event slots, main event slots, and I'm, uh, I'm happy. And, I, and that's a step closer to my end goal about having the Welsh MMA, uh, Welsh MMA show. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, honestly, I, I'm hoping to see you in that title picture. And uh, once again, mate, thank you so much for speaking to me. Honestly, mate, thank you. This is, uh, it's meant a lot to me, this has. No problem at all. Thank you. Thank you. All right, speak to you again, brother. Yeah, yeah, I think you're so right. It's all right, man. All right, all right, all right.